Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. I'm your host, Adam Homey, and I want to welcome you and thank you for tuning in. You are in the right place if you fall into one of the following four categories. Our listeners are business creators, and that can include entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners is the first category. Then we have marketing and business coaches. Then we have folks who help others build their businesses, those who support others with their business building and their marketing. And of course, we have the do-it-yourselfers, those of us who just love to have our own hands on the levers and make things happen. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore our previous and upcoming episodes, and discover how our guest experts can help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us spread the message and help more business creators just like you. Today's topic is one of those things that is sometimes thought of as being one of the soft skills. So it doesn't show up nearly as often as it should when we talk about business creation, we talk about entrepreneurship, and we talk about growing your business. And it's called the balancing act, creating that work-life balance that works. See, here's the thing. Working from home like I do, because I work out of a home office and many of our listeners do as well, it's becoming increasingly popular. It makes life incredibly easier in so many ways. I can tell you it's, uh, it makes my commute very easy, but it also brings about a new set of challenges. Work is easily accessible, and for most entrepreneurs who are also workaholics, it means spending e- even less time with the family. And on the other side, creating work-life balance when you work from home can be tough, especially when you have kids. And this is a very timely topic, especially since in many parts of the world, it's either the beginning of summer vacation or the beginning of winter break, depending on where you are in the world. But in many cases, school is letting out or it's break time, and it's going to make that balance even harder to achieve and maintain. Those of us who have kids, those of you who have kids know that uh, they don't understand the idea of, I need three hours to work on this project the same way that the adults do sometimes. This can be pretty challenging. And if we have a home office, uh, that's not going to stop people from knocking on your door every 15 minutes. So these are things we have to be aware of when we're creating this balancing act. And the good news is, is that this week we have life and business coach Elizabeth Olagunju, who's going to show us how to create a work-life balance that works. And just to tell you a little bit about Elizabeth before we bring her on here, she's a life and business coach. She herself is the mother of four children and has spent her life teaching and raising kids. And she shares her experience as a business coach and as a mother in her book, Raising High Achieving Kids, Seven Ways to Enhance Your Child's Future. Coaching is Elizabeth's passion, and she has helped to move mothers, parents, professionals, and others from one level of success to another. In addition to this, she holds a Master's of Education degree. So, Elizabeth, how are you today? I'm so glad to have you I'm I'm so happy to be on your show. It's great to be here. Awesome, awesome. And I've been looking forward to this interview for quite some time. Uh, I've been pretty fortunate in that I mostly work out of a home office, and usually during the day there's nobody else here. So knock on wood, I've been pretty fortunate up until now. But I know the challenges of a lot of folks who work from home and work to achieve work-life balance when there's families and when there's children in the mix, which, as we all know, can be a very interesting variable in learning how to master that. Now, but before we dive in, 
what I want to do is I want to take a quick step back and give those of our listeners who may not have heard of you yet a chance to get to know you a little. So I read off your official bio, but what I'd like you to do, Elizabeth, is just tell us a little bit about your background in your own words and brought and what brought you to where you are today and how you've come to help entrepreneurs and business owners step up in both their careers and their personal lives. Great, great question. Thank you again uh, for having me. Uh, the, my, my life has been a very interesting one. I, I, I really, really uh, look back uh, with great uh, gratitude uh, for how I've led it up to now. Uh, I started as a teacher, you know, I went to school uh, to be a teacher, I trained as a science teacher, right. and I've taught for for many years, uh, but while teaching also, I was raising my kids, and while doing that, I found out that when you have a passion, that passion will always lead you to something greater than yourself. My passion has always been to give to others, to help others, to build others up. Uh, it's that nurturing part of motherhood, but it's more than that for me. It's also making sure that when people move from one station of life to another one, they are actually doing what they love to do. So after teaching and retiring as a teacher, I also find myself doing business I went into banking, and I enjoyed doing that. That actually exposed me to business life. And I see how small business owners could start with great excitement and then went down. They go down quickly because there is no help out there. There is nobody to show them how to climb up, how to do the job, the little things how to manage their time, how to balance work and life. That led me to get certified as a life coach and a business coach. And I have been having a great fun doing this because I see uh, the, the, the bright light in people's eyes when they get it, when they see that they can succeed in their lives. So uh, raising four children, and doing my business and also helping others is all I do. And I, thankfully, all my children are all grown up. They are doing well. Uh, one is a medical doctor. Another is a lawyer. One is uh, a business uh, professional and helping others. And another one also went to the Marines and uh, now uh, is doing computer-related work. Uh, all this I was able to do because I got it. I got what it means to balance work and life. And I want to pass this on to others too because I know you too can get it. You can have success. You can progress in your business and achieve your goals. Well, I can certainly feel your passion. Uh, that definitely comes through. And I think it's really great when we hear from our business creators who show up as our experts on our business creators radio show and I feel the passion and the love for what you're doing I can tell this is a real driving force in everything you do and everything you believe in and that for that reason and as long as some others I know that we're going to have a really 
great time here, and we're going to learn a lot that we can share with our listeners. And our listeners know that not only am I the host of the Business Creators Radio Show, but I'm usually sitting right next to them with my pen and my paper in my hand looking for that one thing, that slight edge that's going to move me forward in my business. So we're kind of all in this together. Now, before we dive into the main part of our show here today, there is one more thing I want to ask. And this is something I ask of all of our guest experts, and what I like about it is not only the variety of answers we get to this question, but also the variety of ways the question gets interpreted. So this is very exciting for me. Now, here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, the techniques, and the strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. And many of our listeners, they write to me, they call, uh, they post stuff to me on Facebook, and they say, look, Adam, I love your guest experts, and I love everything I have to say. And really, I could implement and I could do pretty much everything they tell me to do. I have everything I need to do it except for time and money. Now, again, this is a question we ask every expert who appears on this show, and in your case, I want to know, how do time and money, the lack of it, the existence of it, what have you, apply to achieving a greater work-life balance? Wonderful question. Time and money. And the thing is, the first one, which is time, we all have the same amount of time, which is 24 hours a day. Right. That's what each of us has. Everyone has 24 hours a day. Money, that varies. How much money you have depends on so many variables. Now, but what we can all control is time. And time, as you mentioned, is money. And that's why the topic today is very critical as to everybody's success. How do you balance your work and life? The first thing you need to do is how to manage your time. You have to learn to manage time. Now, how do you manage time? And the first thing you have to learn to do is how to set your priorities. Priority setting is very critical to what you do in your business as a business person. And that will also stretch out to what you do in life as a family person or even if you are a single person. So balancing this is very critical, and I'll be very happy to go into details with you. So we can start with managing your time, setting your priorities. How do you do it? I'll be happy to go into details with you. Right, right. So what I'd like to do right now is I'd like to go through a series of questions to really help us hash out what we're talking about here when it comes to work-life balance and what we need to do to create a work-life balance that works. And the first thing I need to know here, Elizabeth, is, uh, you know, what do you do to identify what part of your work is encroaching on your family and personal life? Great question. What do you do to identify? The first thing is if you have a girlfriend and it's your birthday's girlfriend, and you do not remember that it's your birth, your girl's birthday. Okay. Because we're busy thinking about that last deal. Because we're busy thinking about that computer work you were doing and you were not logged out yet. When you go out to work and you logged out of your computer, but you are still thinking about what you were doing, 
even though you are in your small room, in your office room, in the house, but you are still thinking about what we are doing, instead of being present 100% with your significant other, right. or with your kids, or with your wife, if you are not 100% present, then you have not identified what actually is important in your life. See, it's good to have money, and it's good to be successful in your business. But when you have others in your life, relationship is very, very important. How you treat others in your life is number one, and should always be number one. If your girlfriend's birthday is today, and you forget it, then you need to know that should be a wake-up call to you. That's something, and it's possibly your business, it's possibly your work, it's encroaching on your family or personal life. If you have a doctor's appointment, which is very critical to you, maybe to go for a colonoscopy test, and you forgot, that should be a wake-up call to you that something is encroaching on your life. It could be your work. And it could be your business. So there are important things. There are other things in your life. If you don't remember them, or if you don't think about them, if all you think about is your work, 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 and you don't, you don't even have time for yourself to take a little break, then something is encroaching on your life, on your personal life, on your family life. And it's, it could be the chase after business success or the chase after money or something. You need to sit down and find out what it is. And you will know what it is. All you need to know, all you need to do is sit down. Take a moment. Think deep and identify what it is that is drawing what is significant in your life. Right. And mixing it up with what you want now to be instant. Instant gratification is not as important as getting deep in relation and developing that relationship to a significant level that it can even benefit you in your life. Right. And I think what we're, I'm hearing you say here is that when you notice that you're starting to miss what are supposed to be the milestones in our life, that we may be allowing work to encroach too much. Now, another thing that I hear a lot is there's a distinction between working to have the life you want, and let me see if I can state this correctly. There's two ways to approach things, one of which is is that you work to support the lifestyle you want, and you or you have the lifestyle that supports the work you want. Now, do you think that one of those is better than the other, or do you think that it's subjective? Well, you can choose to work to live, or you live to work. Right. You have to decide what you want to do. But, you know, it starts with you. If you have to develop a mindset that says, I am here for a purpose. 
And you have to find you have to find your purpose in life. When you find your purpose in life and you find what you are passionate about, work is no longer the work for you. Right. Work will be pleasure. You will enjoy it. And it will attract to you things or people that will elevate you and make you go achieve what you would desire to achieve. You do not need to spend 24, all your 24 hours a day working. You can only spend four hours. You can spend just four hours a day living the best of your life. So what you need to do first is to determine, to find out, to discover your passion. And this is what I help people discover. You got to know what your what your station of call in life is, what you have been purposed in life to do, to be. And when you find that, you find the solution to many problems. Because when you find that, then you'll be able to prioritize. Then you'll be able to manage your time. Then you know what is significant, what is important, what is urgent, and what you can just let go. Right. You need to find your passion. You need to discover your station of calling life. Right. I think another challenge that entrepreneurs face uh, and people who have a certain level of control over their own destiny when it comes to being a business creator is they find themselves in situations where they don't always know how to ask for help or they're afraid to ask for help. What do you think are some of the reasons that folks realize that they really need some help, they need some assistance, they need some support, but they either can't or won't go out and find it or ask for it? Excellent question. The trouble with us entrepreneurs is we want to do everything by ourselves because we do not trust others or because we want others to think we are super, superhuman beings. Either we are, you know, a superman or superwoman. And there is nothing wrong in wanting everything to be done right and perfectly. But what is wrong is when we draw with ourselves so thin into so many things that we don't even remember milestones, as you mentioned, or relationships, as we mentioned. So we need to seek for help. Some things you have to outsource. And even in your home, you go to seek for help from your significant others. I remember a friend of mine one day came to me and said she was so mad, and I asked why. She She said she was in the hospital, and her husband had to call her from home. The husband was at home, but she called her in the hospital and asked her, so how do you uh, how do you make ice cubes? How, how, can I, how can I make ice cubes from this refrigerator? And she was mad. And I asked her, why are you mad? You never asked him to do that when you were at home with him. So he didn't know. And he needs to make ice cubes. So he had to call you in the hospital. And that's what happens. If we do not show others what we do, if we make everything depend on us, 
when we are not there, then they will be lost. They won't know what to do, and the business will fail. So while you develop your business, are you also developing people around you so that they can even do some of these things when you are not there? I know that every, every business has a secret. There are some secrets you want to keep to yourself, but your business should be able to run even when you are away on a break, on a vacation. Do you even go on vacation or you are afraid to go on vacation because your business will fail? Then that's no longer a business. That has taken over your life. You should own your business as an entrepreneur, but don't let your business own you. Right. I think that can be a real challenge for a lot of folks here, and I think it's kind of ironic that so many folks become entrepreneurs and they create their own businesses with the idea they want to have more freedom, but then they find themselves to the point where they can't even take a two-week vacation. They leave the corporate world saying, well, you know, I think it's kind of awful that I'm only allowed to have two weeks of vacation a year and I have to request it, and then they go into business and they find themselves, they can't remember the last time they had a single day off, much less two weeks worth of vacation a year. It's kind of one of those sad little ironies, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show today to help us shed some light on how to sort of break free of this cycle and how to achieve a work-life balance that works. So, Elizabeth, uh, do you find it difficult to say no to people? I used to be like that because I wanted everybody to like me. Right. So I wanted to satisfy everybody. I want everybody to say, oh, she will do it for me. Oh, she's somebody to go to. You have to set your priorities. When I found my higher moment, and I found out that I was drawing my, dragging myself so thin into many, many things, and I was leaving my own job undone, then I told myself, this has to stop. Right. So you have to choose what is important. That's why I said, find your passion. When you find your passion, what you set as your priority will be things that surround those passions. Even among those things that you have set, choose which one that really, matter, that really, really matters to you at this point in time. What is it that you really want to get done? And how would this help you achieve that goal? That's what you should say yes to. When people ask you to come here or there or there and there, you already set your priorities. Now you will know who you will say no to and who you will say yes to. Or when people just jump on you and change a date on you, you know you can't take that because you have your own priorities set up. Right. So set your priorities. Find your passion. Set your priorities and go and make it happen. Don't let your business own you. Own your business. Right. Seems like one of the core messages here is what you just said. Don't let your business own you. Own your business. Now, I'm reminded when I first made the jump from the corporate world to becoming an entrepreneur, and it was in the fall of 2005. And this was just a couple years after I had uh, completed my MBA from 
Duquesne University. So what happened is I got my MBA, and then I did the thing where I went on the job search, and I did all the things you're supposed to do towards landing that big MBA job. I got two great job offers, one of which was a position that the company created for me. They weren't even hiring, but they just liked my approach, and they decided to create a position for me. I ended up turning both of these opportunities down, and I discovered that I, what I really enjoyed doing was some work that I was doing on the side for a friend of mine who owned a training and development company where I was uh, helping him with some research and creating presentations and doing things that helped him render the coaching consulting he rendered through his company. So for two years after I got my MBA, I held down my day job that I had had for the past three years. I even got promoted there, which was great. And at the same time, I decided that I was going to build a business, and I formed a corporation to represent the interests of me working with my friend, and then I ended up taking on other clients. So for two years, I did this whole chicken and the egg thing, trying to find enough clients to make the jump and knowing when, at what point I needed to make the jump so I could get more clients. So I felt like I was in sort of a catch-22 because at the time, I just didn't know what I didn't know. I just, it just never occurred to me that I could just quit my job, and probably mm -hmm. within 15 to 30 days, I would have more than all the clients I needed. I think I wasted two years of my life. But all the same, I learned a lot of great things, both building that company exactly. part-time and, um, and working in my job. I got a lot of great lessons that uh, still are with me to this day, so I'm very grateful for the experience. Now, yeah, absolutely. Now, during this time, uh, my parents knew what I was up to, so they let me continue to live in their house. I mean, after all, between my business and my job, I was never home anyway. I was no burden. I don't even think I eat dinner there very often. Now, the thing is, as soon as I left my job, now suddenly I'm home all the time. And I'm always up in my office, uh, which was on the third floor of the house, and it's one of those things where you really just there's really just uh you know certain boundaries that are sometimes a little hard to define and a little hard to respect and just to give you one example that uh that uh, that came that came up was I was uh, up in my office, I was doing my thing, I was working on actually uh, writing some copy related to a conference of which I was one of the organizers, and my mother came in, she wanted to know if I could go next door, because my grandfather lives next door to them, and help him program his cable remote uh, for his cable TV, and I said, uh, I really can't right now. I'm working. She said, well, but he's right next door and you're right here. Can't you just go over for five minutes and help him program his remote? And uh, so I asked her, I said, what would you do if I was at work right now and he needed help with his cable? Would I have come all the way back from the office to help him with his cable remote? What would you have done? And she said, well, we would have called the cable company. Well, I'm working right now. You need to call the cable company. And that's just one example, but there were many others. And again, this was all meant well. There was no deliberate attempt to encroach, but I discovered very quickly what I needed to do was move out. So it wasn't even two weeks after that that I was already in my own apartment. I was lucky, but there are a lot of folks out there who, no matter what they do, they can't just get rid of their spouse so they can't get rid of their kids, and far be it for them to even ask that. But at the same time, they need the advantages of working out of the home in a home office. So what I really want to get into and spend a little bit of time on and try and get some great tips on to help our listeners is how do we balance this? How do we create the work-life balance that works when you're working out of a home office and there's other people in the home? Uh, just telling them stay out and don't knock on the door usually doesn't work in the real world.
He doesn't. It does not work. That does not work at all. You can't stay right. safe, and it also mess up the relationship. You know, right. you, you, and there will be always conflict in the home, and that's not what that's not what you want. Uh, you want to be in your home and live in peace with everybody, and have goodwill of others. But this, the, the problem can be solved in a very simple way. You need to have a time slot for when you are going to be busy in the office, when you have your break, when you are going to have lunch break, when you have short break. So even just as you had it when you are working outside the home, you should also have your time schedule shown in the front of your office or room where you work. Let your members of your family know when you are available for chat or for a long talk. So if it is, you know, every two hours, you have short breaks. You can have time to chat or have coffee with them. Uh, if it is at 12 to 1 or 12 to 2, you want to have lunch, let them know at that time they can have any discussion with you. And if it is 6 o'clock, you have dinner, let them know at 6 o'clock up to maybe to 8 o'clock, you'll be with them. There is time. You have to create time for everything. You have to let them know that although you are home, they are still working. So they need to respect that. But it is very, very wrong for me as a business owner to just stay in the house and think that nobody will talk to me because they see me in front of the computer. That will not work out. But if I let them know the boundaries, the time slot, when I'm supposed to be working and when I can be free to talk to them. And when you, but you know, you also want to be very sensitive when you look around or you feel you think somebody really, really needs your help, you can leave your office and go and help them or go and talk to them. And you can be flexible because, after all, you are right there in, right there in the house with them. Uh, but right. you should have specified time for short breaks, for long breaks, for, you know, time for chatting. But at the same time, look out for any emergency when you really need to be with them, go and render help. But uh, it will not, it will, the problem will not be solved by just closing your door and thinking nobody will knock at your door. They will come because you are right there in the house. Exact, exactly. And that can be very challenging for a lot of folks. Now, what happens, I, I think this is all very great. Uh, you tell us, you know, create a schedule and post a schedule. Now, what happens for those of us who have businesses where it really is not strictly a nine-to-five type thing? I know in my business especially, I can't remember the last time I worked anything resembling nine-to-five. Sometimes it's five-to-nine. Sometimes it's the other five-to-nine. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's an hour here and there. Sometimes it's a 14-hour stretch. Uh, my, my industry, my business, and the way I do things do not call for a strict work schedule. I mean, I have appointments. Uh, uh, I have coaching calls, I have consulting uh, assignments, I have speaking engagements, all of which are scheduled, but there's nothing that says that I start work at exactly 8 o'clock in the morning and I end work at exactly 4.30 p.m., so what about me? Great. Excellent question. Even though your timing is uh, you know, all over the place, it's not uh, restricted, they can still know. You can also let them know 
you, see, you have to communicate with people to let them know, okay, uh, my time is, is you know, flexible. Is, uh, my, I, I work from 5 p.m. to 4 a.m. When I'm there, you may see me, but I'm actually on a call or something. So when I am doing this, I don't want to be interrupted. And people will expect you because that is what brings money. That's what, where you earn your money from. So they will respect what you want. They will respect your goal because that's your schedule. That's your desire. You don't want to be interrupted between this hour and that hour. If it varies from day to day, you can let them know. Uh, you can post that. Or if it is anytime I'm on the phone, I, I, it means I'm, I'm, I'm working. So I don't need to be called. I don't, I don't want to be talked to. I don't need any interruption. You can let them know that too. The basic thing is communicate. You've got to communicate with your people. You've got to communicate with friends and families so they know what you are doing, when you are doing it, and they will not interrupt. They will respect you for that. Yeah, I think it's also fair to say that the people who you need to have in your life will respect these boundaries as well. And I also uh, understand that it's not always that cut and dried. It may require some work and it may require some reinforcement. Well, we're, you know, just a little ha more than halfway through here. And I think we're getting a lot of great uh, tips and insights. And there's another place I want to go here that I think is going to be something that a lot of our audience members can resonate with. And it has to do with time management. And there's something specific under time management I wanted to get your thoughts on here is that, you know, we're taught by so many of our coaches and, you know, we've been taught this, you know, back when we had jobs, our boss taught us this, back when we were in college, our professors taught us this. Every single time you turn around, somebody's telling you to make a to-do list. Why do to-do lists fail so often? <laughs> good, good, good question. So do list fail often because we let the to-do list own us, direct our lives, instead of we owning to-do list. Right. We okay. own, we should own what we want to do. If you put 10 things on the list and none of them is what you really desire to do, none of them is what you really is from your core, from inside you. Guess what? The to-do list will have victory over you. You don't want that to happen. So this right. is what I would suggest. Before you write down your to-do list, for what is most critical for your time management is whenever you start your day, whether you start your day at 2 a.m. in the morning or you start your day at 5 p.m. at night, Whenever you start your day, take at least five minutes, five minutes to sit down in a very relaxed setting where you know you are comfortable. Well, when you, you feel like you are still in a drowsy, sleepy kind of feeling, but you are not really sleeping, Take deep breath, and as you take your deep breath, tell yourself what you, you, you can do today. 
Affirm what you want yourself to be for today. For example, I wake up this morning and I tell myself, while I'm breathing in and out, not do anything, feeling like my, I'm drowsy with my eyes partially closed, with taking in deep breaths and in and out, I say to myself, today I find favor, success, wealth. I take positive action. The infinite intelligence in my subconscious directs me to take good decisions, make good decisions in all that I do. That's for me. For you, it can be whatever. Whatever you want to do that day, affirm it in a positive way. Don't say anything negative. Don't say uh, you will be afraid or you do something wrong. No, just say something positive. Do it five minutes at least every day. Whenever your day starts, whatever, whether it be in the middle of the day or in the, you know, whenever it starts, start your day with five minutes. That will actually settle you down for the day. And it will bring into your consciousness what is important for that day. Then you can write them down and see how your day unfolds for you. But you need a few minutes. You start it in the day. During the day, you can also do it. You can do, that is what is called in living meditatively. You meditate along your day. It balances you, your mind, your spirit, your emotion. It's all balanced. And you are rejuvenated. You don't outwork yourself and you don't get burned out because you are refreshing yourself and rejuvenating yourself constantly. That helps me a lot and helps me to get so many things done. You will be surprised. Things will get done. You forget about the list. You get things in the list done, and then you even write down more things to get done because you are rejuvenated, because you are focused, because you know what you are doing. Because you start your day right. That's okay. a very different approach than I've seen before. And it starts with, I think, it starts with a mindset thing. And yes. have you have you noticed that a lot of people, and I found myself guilty of this, uh, back when I used to do the quote-unquote to-do list, would try and load the thing up and put too much stuff on it. Yeah, Exactly. Is it okay if we put something on this list and then we decide we don't need to do it after all and we just cross it out and declare it done even though we didn't do it? And you made the list. You are the owner of the list. Don't let the list own you. Okay. You have to be flexible. You've got to adapt. You know, if you, if you write down these are the things I want to do, sometimes the night before, because I do this uh, deep uh Breathing in and out, if I go to bed, and also when I wake up in the morning or whenever I wake up, I, when before, sometimes before I go to bed, some things will come to my mind, 
what I want to get done the following day. I write them down. Now, you can call that my to-do list. Now, well, during the day, I still, if, if that still happens to be what I want to get done, definitely it will be done and I will cross it out. But your to-do list should not own you. You should own your to-do list. You see, what I'm trying to bring out in this show, on this uh, talk this afternoon, is that deep down inside you is something great. And that greatness, you can let it control whatever you do, whether it's things you want to get done, whether it's having a relationship with others, whether it's building your business, you need to get deep, go deep down inside you to know what is important. Find what, is your, what your passion is. Let everything circles around that and you see more doors open unto you and more things being done. And when you rejuvenate yourself constantly, you will also see that you don't get burned out. When you write down things on the list that you are not, you can't get to, you just cross it out. If you didn't get there, tomorrow is another day. You have another chance to get done what you didn't get done today. That's why it is important to know what is important and to know what is urgent and to know the difference between the two. Right. Absolutely. And this is what I'd like to really impress upon our listeners. I want to say this again. Just because it found its way onto your list doesn't mean, need to, need, doesn't mean it has to stay on your list. I mean, it's altogether possible that you discover that in the end it was a task or, uh, or a job or something you didn't need to do in the first place. Uh, you may discover in the end that it just really doesn't matter. Uh, what I tell folks to do all the time in terms of my own uh, website conversions coaching is to look at your websites and look at your marketing activities. And if there are certain things that you are doing where you cannot track how it is either directly generating money or is an activity that is drawing you closer to money, even though there may be 25 other coaches that tell you you absolutely have to do this thing or your business is going to collapse, if it's not helping you, you have two choices. You can either work on it and make it make money for you or you can just dump it and focus on uh, activities that are making you money right now. Exactly. And, there, and, there's, and, there, and, there's, and there's no shame in that whatsoever. Uh, one of the big debates out there, and this is actually emerging more and more as a debate in my industry, uh, if you know those of us uh, who are listening to the call who have been in the online marketing or the entrepreneur-type industries for at least five years have been hearing us saying that you need to do an e-newsletter or an e-zine every week. And in most cases, I tell people that is absolutely true. You do need to do an easing every week. Now, what that easing is can mean many different things. When we hear the phrase easing, we automatically think, well, it has a personal note, it has an article, it has a success story, it has my tip of the week, it has my story about my latest trip to Budapest. I mean, there's so many things that it allegedly has. Uh, think of an easing as a periodical. 
And that periodical can take several different things. It can be like your one-minute strategy to help you do X, or it could be your weekly dose of marketing wisdom to help you make more money now, or it could be as simple as uh, this is your weekly two-minute video that shows you more tips, tools, and strategies on how to X. There, there's so many different things that you can do under the guise of a quote-unquote easing. Think of an easing as no more than a periodical, and think of an easing and a periodical as no more than something you do to be regularly and persistently consistent with your website conversion conversation. So take it out of the box that others have put it in and build your own box, and I think you're going to find a lot of freedom to that. Now, Elizabeth, if you, I mean, can you give us any other examples where sometimes you know, changing the paradigm or changing the definition can make a big difference in achieving work-life balance? Definitely. Talking about easing, actually, I prefer blogging. Right. I blog every day, and I would send it to www.lizliz. Olagunju, O-L-A-G-U-N-J-U, dot com. Right. I blog, and, and, you know, that's my own, if you call it easing or whatever, that's the way I connect with people. And I want you to uh, do whatever is convenient. I will bring you, uh, reach your bottom line for you. will help you achieve your goal. What your goal is, is to expand your business, is to grow your business. If doing the newsletter is taking too much of your time, how about blogging? Blog every day, and it's so easy to do. And uh, if you go to www.lizolagunju.com, you find you know, an easy way to even get started. So you can always be creative to make sure that you are reaching your goal. And if somebody tells you something or if you try it and it's not working for you, don't do it. Don't right. waste your time. Don't waste your resources. There are thousands of ways to get things done. Be creative. Be innovative. And those are some of the things that I mentioned in that book, uh, Raising High Achieving Children, because I see that we as parents, have to be innovative and creative so we can be role models to our children. We as parents have to do what we are asking our children to do or what we want our children to be. When you do that, they follow your examples. They don't listen to what you say. They, they do what you do. So be role models to even your children and more so in your business life. To be successful, you've got to be innovative. You've got to be creative. You've got to do what brings money in. Right. I think these are very important concepts for us to all understand, which it really is about moving forward and doing things that are working well for us. I mean, if we want to talk about creating a work-life balance that works, first of all, I think I would have to say you have to get rid of the stuff that isn't working. Exactly. That's yeah. how you do it. You have to sieve those things. You have to filter. Filter and sieve. Remove the things that are not what you... Your goal is important. Set your, find your passion. Set your goal and set your priorities. Those are the three things that you need to do. So when those things on the, your to-do list is not fitting in into your goals, take it out. If it's taking too much of your time or money, 
find a way to do it better, or maybe outsource it. Do an outsource. You know, uh, others can do it. Find somebody who can do it better in a short time and pay them. Your time is more important than uh, spending a whole day doing one thing that somebody else can do better for you. Outsource it. I think I think that's I think that's another great thing for us to um, consider in terms of how we achieve a work life balance at work. So what I'd like to do here, uh, you know, we have about ten minutes left, give or take, uh, for our time here together, and this has been very educational for me. Is let's say that uh, somebody, what I'd like to do, Elizabeth, can I put you in the hot seat for like five minutes here? Sure, sure. Okay. I'm going to come to you, and I'm going to say, I'm somebody, I'm an entrepreneur, I, I work at home, and man, am I frazzled. I don't know what it is, but it feels like I spend 12 hours a day in my office, and I have worked and worked and worked all day long, but still, at the end of the day, I ain't got nothing to show for it. I haven't actually made any money, I haven't actually done anything. Uh, my to-do list still has all the items on it here at the end of the day that it had when I started out this morning. So what am I doing here? What, what's going on? Why, why, what's happening here? So what I want to ask you is if somebody came to you uh, with that type of complaint or that type of issue, what would be the first maybe three steps that you would advise them to take to help them sort of sort through it. And some of this may be sort of recap of what we talked about this hour, which is fine, mm. but just something so that our listeners right now who are on the edge of their seat thinking, you know, I, I came to this episode, I wanted to learn something about creating a work-life balance at work, and I'd like to, as soon as we end the interview here in 10 minutes, I want to log off my computer or go to another place on my computer or in my office, what have you, and I want to do something today that's going to bring me closer to a work-life balance at work. What do we do? Great. Excellent question. Well, if somebody comes to me with that, I'll first, and, you know, you have, you are spending 12 hours, okay, so doing whatever, but there is no money coming in. That is, that could be due to so many reasons. First of all, what is your business model? What are you, what is the business about? Uh, how long have you been doing this? And if it is a business model, you have to look into that. Maybe you have to change that model. If it is the if uh, the business is not what you're really good at, if you need to get somebody else to run it for you, maybe that's what you need to do. And if it is that you those 12 hours, you are spending them on things that somebody else can do for you, then maybe you need to outsource those 12 things that you are spending those 12 hours on. So what have you been spending those 12 hours on? And for how long have you been doing that? Is that every day? Or is how long, how long have you been in this business? What have you been doing in the business? What right. do you expect to achieve with this business? What is your short-term goal? And what is your long-term goal? How is that all working out for you? What do you think is the next step to do? So the first thing is you've got to get to the bottom of the business itself. What is it about? What is the goal? Are you getting done what you really want to get done? Are you going the right direction? And there is no need to quit now. This is not the time to quit. You need to evaluate first. 
evaluate and appraise what you have done so far and make sure you are in the right business. Uh, okay, once you take care of that, that is taken care of, then make sure you are working with the right people. Okay, and is it a franchise? Are you the franchise uh, owner giving you trouble? Is that why? Is that something that needs to be tweaked? Is that, or is it you are in complete control but you need to tweak something? Now you need to find out is it the process of the business or is it the business itself? That's the first two things. Is it the best? The first thing, is it the business itself as a whole? Is that the, the root of the problem? Then the second thing, is that the process? Are the processes wasting your time? Or do you even know where you are going? Okay, you have to know where you are going. Every day should let you know what this is all about. You, are, right. you cannot afford to lose sight of what it's all about. So make sure you're focusing on the right stuff. Exactly. I agree with that entirely, and I think that's a really great plan. And for those of you who are listening to this either live, make sure you go back and listen to the replay on the iTunes podcast. Or if you are listening to the podcast, you know, rewind that for a few minutes and play that again and make sure you take some detailed notes because what Elizabeth has just given you is a great platform for getting started, taking those first steps toward achieving a greater work-life balance that works when at first you had basically absolutely none. And I think many of us have been there before where it's like we're you know busy, 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 busy all the time, but that's not actually translating into getting things done. I mean, I'd rather be lazy and accomplish things like crazy than be busy and wondering why my to-do list actually just got longer instead of shorter. Mm-hmm. I, don't, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That that's, that that's just me. I'll be the I'll be the first to admit that uh, by nature I'm actually uh, a pretty lazy person. If I can find a way to achieve the same results in five minutes that uh, takes somebody else two hours, I've just saved myself an hour and fifty five minutes, and I've exactly. saved my and I've saved my customer, I've saved my clients, I've saved them waiting time. So I'm exactly. and uh, and as far as that being less valuable to the client, I would argue that's actually more valuable to your clients. For those of you who are listening, who are trapped in the uh, dollars for hours mindset, thinking, well, if I only take five minutes on it, then that means that I that I'm going to lose like almost two hours in billables. And I, and I say, if that's how you're thinking, you're not thinking right because rather than your clients, um, you know basically pocketing two hours of value that should be on your plate, if anything, because you figured out how to take five minutes to do something that used to take two hours, you have actually increased the value of what you're giving them because they get it a lot faster. And they can take the work that you as a business creator have done, and they can use it to win at the game of business and marketing much faster. So what you've done is you've shortened the path between the dollars that are sitting out there on the table and their pockets. If anything, if anything, they should praise you and thank you more for how speedy you are. So please, get yourself out of that mindset. If there was ever a reason why you needed to stop trading dollars for hours, that's it right there. Very true. And it's all, and it's all about creating that work-life balance that works. It all starts, uh, or at least part of it starts, I would say, with how do we work? Are we spending two hours on things that could take five minutes because we're worried about losing a little bit of billable time? If that's what you're thinking, stop it. Stop it because that's not a work-life balance. It works. You're delivering the same value. 
you're just doing it in less time, which means you're delivering more value. So uh, what I'd like to do here is, you know, we have uh, four minutes left in our in our time here on the Business Creators Radio Show. So first of all, Elizabeth Olagunju, I want to thank you so much for taking time with us today and sharing these priceless tips and strategies that you've revealed to us today. You're welcome. Very welcome. And what I'd like to do here is I'd like to just take maybe about two minutes, turn the floor over to you, and just tell our listeners, for those who are kind of on the edge of their seat right now and are really excited thinking, you know, where can I get some further support with this whole work-life balance thing and getting more for less and any other frame you put around it, how can you serve business creators like our listeners, and how can folks get a hold of you? Excellent. Um, I'm available 24 hours a day, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. If you can just go to www.lizolagunju.com. And you can always uh, send me, uh, make a comment or send me some information. Uh, you can also go to my website, uh, which is www.coaching, number four, that's coaching for business, number four again, for life.com. So w, my website for coaching is www.coaching for business for life dot com. Coaching for business for life dot com. What I'd like to remind all of our listeners is that when you visit businesscreatorsradioshow.com, in addition to having an archive of all of our previous episodes, such as our episode here with Elizabeth today, every one of our guest expert presenters has their own profile on our website where you find their biographical information, you find the links to their website, and you find the links to their social media so that you can engage them in a manner that that you see fit and you can learn more about them and make the decisions to approach them and to gain more. We're all about creating connections here at the Business Creators Radio Show and helping others help each other win at the game of business and marketing. So, Elizabeth, once again, I you know, I really do want to express my appreciation on behalf of myself and all of our listeners because this is a really important topic and it's, it too often gets thrown aside as one of those soft skills. And we tell people, well, just be ruthless. Just scratch things off your schedule. Just don't answer the phone. Just hang up. Uh, just say no. And some of this mm-hmm. stuff is easier said than done, especially when you don't have complete control over your physical environment. And what I was hoping we could draw out today, and I think we did a great job of it, is to find strategies for coping when you're in an environment like a home office and you're not the only one in the home. And I think if you roll back, you're going to find some great tips and some great strategies when you're in that situation. You really can't just turn things off or just shut people out. You have to be amenable to the fact that uh, intrusions are going to come into your life. That's true. Yep, yep. So so what I'd like to do is like to close out now on that note. I think that uh, that this has been a uh, great presentation. And, again, this is Adam Homey, host of businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Please stop by our website and check out our 
previous and upcoming episodes. Learn how our experts can help you win at the game of business and marketing. And be sure to check us out on iTunes. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.